Hello, welcome back to the Eminem Show. It is your host, Emily and Michael. We're excited for another week. This is episode 22. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. So today, what we are going to be talking about is the 80-20 rule. And it is the standard we like to live by to um, live a successful life. And so let's dive into it. Yep, let's get into it. So let's talk about what the 80-20 rule is. What is? So the 80-20 rule is a division of time. Not necessarily effort, but of your time. So say during your day you have 100%. We're going to talk about what you should be doing 80% of the time and what you should be doing 20% of the time. And how you should be dividing up your time in a plethora of aspects of life. Both relational and physical. Work. Home. All that kind of stuff. So it's a division of time. And it's going to help you to live with intentionality and purpose behind what you're doing so many of us walk through life just having life happen to us rather than being intentional with what we're doing and why we're doing it exactly that really is so important it's not a division of effort right and so you're not just giving 80 percent effort right <laughs> but truly giving 100 percent effort into every single thing you do but you know 80 percent of the time doing x while 20 percent of the time doing y right okay. so it's about being intentional with yeah. your time and I think what what I got this principle from is it's very common in the fitness world. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you think about building muscle, but also when you think about building endurance. Okay. So when you're about building muscle, I like to think about 80% of your, um, the, like the exercises you incorporate should be compound movements. What are compound movements? Compound movements are the things that incorporate multiple muscle groups. While 20% of the time should be more focused on individual muscle groups. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty common thing to do. Right. And so what are compound movements? You know, examples are, you know, squats, right? You're incorporating your glutes, you're incorporating your quads, your hamstring, your calf muscles a little bit. What are, you know, deadlifts, you're incorporating a lot of different muscles or chest press, you're you're incorporating a lot of different muscles, you know? So those are the type of movements where you incorporate multiple different muscle groups versus like a 20% time where you're doing more like a bicep curl where you're just getting the bicep or a tricep extension where you're just getting a tricep or a hamstring curl where you're just getting the hamstring, you know, and it goes on and on. And so that's kind of how we build muscle. Um, and I'm like, wow, that actually applies to other things other than just life. But also, you know, I, I don't want to forget my favorite realm of things before we move on. The endurance, right? Mm-hmm. 80% of the time you should be going really slow, slow miles, something you can run while holding a conversation. And that's how you build endurance. All right. And then 20% of the time should be much more fast, fast miles, running, sprinting, um, you know, tempo type of, of runs. And that's how you build endurance. And so kind of based off of these two ideas with building muscle and also building endurance, I'm like, dang, that's really good for a way of living life right and we can even take it into nutrition too yes and then going on with nutrition and then i read this study um it's called the it's this japanese i don't know if it's a necessarily research study but a japanese almost um way of living i guess you would say and you know i don't speak japanese but the translation here says hara hachiban okay so if anyone speaks japanese whatever that means hara hachiban in korean i do say ban is like middle so um that's kind of interesting. But um, mm-hmm. ban is this idea and the way Japan eats. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what they do here is they eat to 80% full. And so this idea is talking about eating to 80% full and then stopping. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you think about it, Japan is regularly the top three healthiest countries in the world. Sometimes number one, two, three. Like No matter what study you look at, I guarantee you Japan will be up there. Right. Minimum of the top five. Exactly. Okay. Contrasting with the beautiful country that we live in, go USA. It is the opposite of that. 
<laughs> probably <laughs> top three worst healthiest worst that what even i don't even know how to say it but it's like literally well, unhealthy yeah, yeah. The literally unhealthiest country it's up there in the world what was it what was the study it was like we were the top what do you remember what we were ranked oh i've just seen multiple different studies depending on you know how many countries they include in the studies but america's always lowest or, oh well, the lowest i'm not necessarily the lowest but one of the lowest for sure guaranteed wow I mean, we have the highest rates of just like, so many negative things to have like the highest rates of them, like the, the highest rates of pornography use, the highest rates of unhealthy eating, the highest rates of diabetes, cancer, the highest rates of just so many of these negative things. Yeah. Which is really sad. But that's not that's not the point here is. Yeah. Um, going back to the, to the Japanese thing. They eat to 80 percent full. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a Japanese person, also Korea is very similar to this as well. Yeah. If you look at these individuals. Ninety-nine percent of the population is is skinny, is lean, is very lean, and, and not to say that it's that's always the the barometer of health, but it just goes to show that they got something right when it comes to their nutrition. They have something going for them. Yeah, <laughs> something. And so think about it. I mean, we we were raised to. I was raised this way. You were probably raised this way. We we're, we're we're all raised this way. I don't know if it's American culture or to what. eat everything. But yeah, literally, you just you 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 force your kid, tell your kid. I mean, you have good intentions as you do this. I'm not a parent yet, so I'm not exactly sure what's always going through parents' minds, giving them the benefit of the doubt. But the general idea here is we are pushed as kids to eat everything on our plates. Yeah. And we aren't really taught Mm -hmm. to eat according to our bodies. Yeah. And I think there's something going on there um, when we are able to train ourselves to eat according to to our bodies our hunger cues and not overstuff yourself i also think it's important to know here that i bet you most parents are like i know you in like five minutes you're gonna ask for ice cream <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i know for sure but this the rule still applies here of like i feel it all the time I'm like if i ordered food at a restaurant i feel the need to eat all of it eat all of my food and I blow through hunger cues all the time. And that's also the thing. Yes, you do blow through hunger cues, but maybe your mind is like, I'm getting full. But also sometimes we we eat so fast that we don't give our bodies enough time to like be like, oh, I, right. I know, actually register that you mm-hmm. are full. Um, but I think it's important, guys, kind of apply this to your own life. And I've kind of like thought about it. If we do eat to what we think is 80% full, and 80% full, if you think about it. It's full. You know, looking at this, the, the research here, um, I was looking at this thing and it said, like it was kind of showing like different uh, pictographs of what like a person's face would look like if they were eighty percent full, and like hundred percent full was like you know after you eat like Thanksgiving yeah. meal right, oh, and then you're just like so bloated and you just like want to lay down like that's a hundred percent full. But eighty percent full is when you feel actually energized after eating a meal, and I thought about that. A lot of times we don't necessarily feel energized after eating a meal, but that's how it should be. Yeah, you should feel to the point where you are not hungry anymore, but you're energized and you're like okay. And you're not drowsy. Not drowsy, exactly. And I feel like that's kind of what the territory that we get in um, to a lot. And so just some five steps that the the research laid out and is start your meal with a large glass of water. Mm-hmm. And that will kind of get your stomach a little bit more obviously full um, so you won't eat as much. And the next one would be always start with a smaller portion. Okay. So if you're, me and Emily are both the same way. One we um, always eat what we have on our plates. And so if we were to just start with a smaller portion and still eat all of our on our plates, we'll probably get to more to the 80% full rather than overeating. 
Yeah. And so that's important. Um, just always starting with a, with a smaller portion. And if you are, you know, you eat, eat the whole plate and it's only 50% full, okay, you can go get more. But I think starting with a small portion will help with that. They also talk about removing distractions. Think about how often we eat in front of the TV. Or with like a phone. With a phone, right? We grab a bag of chips and we're looking at our phone or watching the TV and all of a sudden... You know, the, the hour show has gone by and we eat the whole entire bag. <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> so it's like removing those distractions. Um, I think it's just, I'm almost going to prove just, um, you know, food should be celebrated and food should be a good thing. Yeah. Um, And so I also think, you know, if we do remove the distractions and we're eating with our significant other, our families, you know, just the 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 moment, the experience can be improved as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, that's what we've kind of incorporated into our marriage as well. And then it just says the last step here being um, check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, check in with yourself. Am I full? Do I need to keep eating? Uh, probably not. Okay, just stop. Stop mm-hmm. at 80%. Absolutely. Another thing I want to mention here with nutrition is you're going to go for like 80% whole foods, 20% not. And I love this because it takes the shame away around eating indulgent foods eat the indulgent foods, but you want 80% of your day or 80% of your week to be whole foods, good foods, right? And that 20% of the time is those indulgence, those fun things, those treat yourself moments, whether that's chips, desserts, whatever, um, 80-20, and that'll set you up to be golden. For sure. For life, really. And that's a good point because we live in a world where someone finds one truth and they describe it as the truth. Right. Okay, so what is this? All right. The carnivore diet. Someone you know? someone 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 has a you know a great experience with carnivore, they get really lean, they're really in shape, they feel really good, and they say it's the truth. Everyone has to do the carnivore diet. Yes, keto, exactly. Someone loses weight using the keto method and they say it's the truth. Someone's a vegan and they say, Oh, you have to eat this. Everyone's, you know, eating meat's bad or eating this is bad. And it's like they found a good thing with doing that. Um, and they describe it as the truth. And I've kind of analyzed this and I've thought about this, and what it comes down to. I feel like why a carnivore diet can work for someone and why a vegan diet can work for someone, right? Two polar opposites diets. Why can they work for different people? And I think it comes down to the carnivore diet that that person is probably doing, having really success, feeling really energized and feeling really good is probably whole type of meats, whole foods. Mm-hmm. Same thing with with the vegetables, with the vegans, with the, with that type of food. The person who's finding really good experience with eating being they've lost weight, they look good, they feel good, their skin's good, like all these different things, it's probably because they're eating a lot of whole foods. Right. The same with the carnivore diet. If you're eating processed hot dogs and processed bacon and processed whatever meats, you're probably not going to have a great experience with the carnivore diet. Same thing with the vegan. If you're eating all these fake meats, you know, these vegan meats that are just so processed, it's like... You're probably not like you have to have a good sources, yeah. Right. And so I think the whole idea here is that it's whole foods. Yeah. And and that's what it really comes down to. You're gonna have so much information in this world. Information is over you know, is overwhelming. But it really comes down to just eat whole foods. And if you're eating whole foods, no matter what you're eating, it'll be good. It's gonna be good for you. It really is. Yeah. Um and like you said, it, it if you want dessert, yeah, do dessert every day. Do you need uh fifty percent of your diet to be dessert? No, of course not. Right. right, right. But if you're eating eating like a salad and and meats and proteins and and you know whole grains and all these different good things for you, having a dessert is not going to kill you. Having a soda, okay, folks, it's not going to kill you. All right, get your diet coke, get your Dr Pepper. Okay, it's fine. 
if is as long so as long as you are incorporating other energizing foods right. as well, and, and take the shame out of eating, right. just like you talked about. Take the shame out of it also with drinks. Twenty percent of your drinks should be diet Coke, soda, coffee, whatever your thing is. Like if you want, if you want, and then the eighty percent should be water. Right. <laughs> and so it's like don't go overboard. Your body needs water, but it's. It's that simple. It's totally fine, guys. The sucralose, the aspartame, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you so as long as you are not doing it 100% of the time. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So moving on, we want to really apply this 80-20 rule to your day. Yeah. Okay. And so if you think about it, I mean, the general person, the you know, we always you know sleep about eight hours a night. Um, so if you're up, just for easy numbers, for 16 hours of the day okay 80 yep. percent of those 16 hours should be in what i you know like to call building activities 20 percent should be about um resting more life. resting relaxing type of activities okay and so what's you know 80 percent about 16 is about 13 13 yep. hours and this is not to confuse of you should be working 13 hours a day non-stop 13 hours you have to do that and then three hours after that just go home and veg out that's not what i'm saying here is when i say building i'm talking about yes working I'm talking about building your relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about having quality time with your kids. I'm having quality time with yourself, reflecting, dreaming, you know, thinking creatively, creatively. Yeah. Creativity. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Creatively. Creatively. Yeah. Words are hard, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we we talk a lot and then we get caught up on like one word because it sounds weird in our mind. But anyway... Yeah, so it really comes down to those things that are going to build your life, really improve your life, and build you into the person that you're meant to become. And so if you're spending 13 hours of your day doing those things, I guarantee you, you will have a very, very successful life. And very happy and fulfilled. Exactly. And then 20% of the time should be relaxing. This is like you're vegging out, you're the pure relaxation, whatever you like to do. It could be Netflix, it could be reading, it could be... Reading can also be productive too, but for that matter. Um, but... Maybe it's your fantasy books or whatever it is. It's taking that 20% of that time that you're awake just to chill. Right. And I kind of realized this, that it's okay to scroll on TikTok for a little while. And I would get anxious, right? Right. Is that truly self-care for me? Probably not. But is it fun for to do it for, you know, 20 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Th- just, that's totally fine. And it kind of takes the, going back to the food thing, it takes the shame out of almost just like, just like not even worrying about being productive for a moment. Right. Because I do think self-care can be productive, and I would even incorporate that into 13 hours per day. Kind of side Working things, out. Because it is building you. Yeah. Um, but the vegging out just kind of brings out the shame um, and allows your time, you know, just to... Just to re- veg out. Just to veg out, just to relax, just to scroll, just to um, read that book or that, you know, stupid... Uh, what do they call it? Like TMZ article online or like just like stupid Get stuff. caught up on your pop culture. Like exactly. Like it's all good if we do this incorporate it into lives. If it's 20% of the time, it's not going to kill you. Because if you truly are spending 13 hours of your day really working hard and building your life, I guarantee it. Right. Your success, happiness, everything in good, it will come. Yeah. And the last part we want to apply this 80-20 rule to is relationships. Um, what we And I want you to think whatever relationship you have, whether that's a romantic one, friendships, with your kiddos, whatever that is, you want it to be a 4-1 ratio, okay? 80-20. What I mean by this is 80% of the time or the 4 to 1 is positive. That doesn't mean like fl- this toxic positivity thing, but it's getting to know your kid, getting to know your spouse, going on dates, 
doing things that build the relationship and that would be a positive influx of energy versus the one being the negative or the 20% negative. And that could be feedback or asking them to do things, correcting behavior, whatever you want to put under there. And the reason for this is, is when you have a, that balance off and say it's 50-50, that's going to create a divide. It's going to cause contention and just give a negative undertone to all your relationships because when you're then your kid or your spouse thinks, oh, they're coming to talk to me, odds are 50-50 shot here. Are they going to harp on me for something or is it going to be a good conversation, right? And you really want to lean to the side of 80 to 20 where your relationships are being built and strengthened and improved. So that way, when you do have that 20%, A, they're going to be more willing to listen. And two, it's not going to be catastrophic to your relationship. It's just going to be a normal part of that. And I think you, you've described this before um, with some of your, your clients, right? Is picking the right battles. Yeah. I mean, kids are going to be kids and parents are not going to be perfect. Um, I mean, parents, so we don't, can't really necessarily put ourselves well, in that situation. You do. Oh, definitely. Um, but just kind of looking back on my own life is, you know, there were some things that I did and my parents, you know, told me, you know, taught me that it wasn't right. And I think they were pretty good um, with with this 80-20 rule. And I think they didn't, I don't think it's about letting things slide because the expectation was clear. Yeah. But it wasn't just harped on the, the 100% of the time. Yeah. And so your kids are going to probably do things and I can look back on myself and I did things that I realized <laughs> were pretty stupid, mm-hmm. but it's a part of kind of learning up, you know, right. growing up. And I think that's important. Um to realize that that your kids are going to learn they really are and uh as we apply this 80 to 20 percent rule and you know obviously establishing clear expectations but not nagging the whole time i think your relationships will improve for sure for sure and also if you don't it's a hard balance to find i was gonna say it's probably really difficult yeah i mean but if you can find that balance of not nagging and having an open, more open dialogue about things, and there is still consequences for pressure, action. yeah, definitely. There's still consequences for actions. That's not what we're saying here, but and they're more like, oh, I can go to mom, I can go to dad, or I can go to my spouse when I've made a mistake, or instead of fearing fearful, that's what we're go- going for, or that they're gonna sn- snap at a hat and like break down, yeah. right? Guaranteed, yeah, yeah, um, and they just feel safe. Yeah. to do so and that's kind of what we're going for here and i also also think this 80 20 rule can apply to almost like yourself recharging mm-hmm. um we get so caught up in our families like obviously my whole 100 focus is on you right now and you know when we have kids it'll be on them and we get really caught up in in our families and focusing and serving them mm-hmm. and that's a great thing but also i think it's important that we can find time to one be alone be with ourselves yeah self-reflect work on our own selves um, have that time to recharge. Yeah. And I think an 80-20 rule can really apply to that. Um, you know, 80% of your time, you are with your family, you're spending time, you're working on that, really focus on them and serving them versus 20% is almost kind of like having your own time to recharge. And granted, this is going to be easier said than done, you know, especially when your kids are really young, it's probably going to be 
maybe 99.9, zero point one. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's definitely going to be difficult. Um, but I think it's important if we can, to our best degree, uh, find the time. And if it can be 20%, great. Um, if not, also okay. that self recharging. Yeah. And guys, practical step here, just one. We want you to think about your life and the situations you're in. And I want you to think of just one way you can begin to apply the 80-20 principle. Just start taking small steps towards that and just keep it simple. Try to be consistent. Just take that reflection and apply the skill. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you next week. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to that podcast. We can't do it without you guys. So thank you so much. See you guys.